0: On this episode, we talk about getting started as a makeup artist, the difficulties of the industry, fair pay for makeup artists, and how COVID has affected the industry. Hi everyone, my guest for this episode is Lindsay Castick, New York City based makeup artist whose work has appeared in Elegant Magazine, Dreaming List, and Picton to name a few. Her clients range from Wired Magazine to Condé Nast to many e-commerce brands. She has also worked at New York Fashion Week and some music videos. You can view her work on her Instagram at Lindsay Castick and view her portfolio on her website, LindsayCastick.com. Hi, how are Hi, you? I'm good. Oh my gosh, episode three. I know. That's a good number. Three is a good number. I like odd numbers. <laughs> also, shout out. She was the one that introduced us to Virginia from yes. episode two. So yeah, she's also great. So I'm glad to have both have had both of you on the Thank you. podcast. Thank you. Thank you. So, um, so tell us a little bit about like what you've been doing for the past few months, especially during quarantine. Yeah. yeah.
1: So quarantine was interesting for I think almost everybody. Um, I had to actually move during quarantine, which was not fun. Um, But I've kind of just been relaxing, Um, you know, thankfully I've been in a place where I I could relax um, and I just took the time to guilt free, kind of do nothing. Um, That was a big thing for me, I feel like as creatives who work for, you know, ourselves we don't know how to like turn it off and relax. And we feel guilty when we're not doing something. So the fact that I couldn't do anything was kind of nice <laughs> to <laughs> be able to just, like, just sit there and, and enjoy my own time and rest. Yeah, like, don't judge me. It's not my fault. Exactly. I'm not taking a break. It's just that's just how it is. Exactly. There was no one was shooting. No one was networking. So it was just, yeah, I'm going to do nothing. <laughs> so I saw
0: on your Instagram that on August 20, um, August of this year mm-hmm. marked their third and your third year anniversary of yes. being a makeup artist. So I know prior to becoming a makeup artist in 2017, you worked in retail management. Yes. So like
1: what made you want
0: to make that big
1: jump? Well, it was a, a forced evolution. I actually got laid off. so <laughs> it was kind of funny. Um, it was actually the push I needed though. Um, I really was not happy. Um, you know, early on in my career, I worked for small companies who <laughs> gave me a lot of creative freedom to do you know, events and different marketing. And, you know, once you start working for a larger company that goes away, they have like a lot of guidelines. Mm -hmm. So I had been kind of just, I guess, miserable, um, working and, um, I was doing a lot of makeup on myself at the time, um, for just like therapy, stress relief, just, you know, I feel like all creative people kind of flourish when they're stressed out or sad, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Um, but, it was kind of a moment I had actually just turned 30 also like two months before I got laid off and yeah. I just took it as the time, like a sign to just go for it. I was really enjoying what I was doing like on myself and I figured like now's the time um, and just dove in headfirst <laughs> um, right into just makeup artistry, learning whatever I could, whenever I could and just starting to build a portfolio. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think it's really comforting that like, um, At 30, you decided to make a big change of career because I feel like a lot of people, even in like early 20s, it's like, oh, I have to know what to study in college because that's what I'm going to end up doing. But
1: I mean, I actually didn't go to college, so Mm -hmm. I think I had a little bit of an advantage in like the pressure field, Um, but... It's it I feel like you really don't know what you want, um, at that age. And even I mean in my thirties sometimes I'm still like, Oh what like maybe I could take this somewhere else. Mm-hmm. I think it's just there's a lot of pressure when you're in college to decide like what you want to do. Yeah. Especially with like your major. Like you don't want to major and get a degree in something and then end up not using it. But um yeah, there's you know, you can always change it. It's it's not set in stone, which is really nice. And I tell people that. I'm like, you don't need to know what you want to do right away. Right. Sometimes it happens randomly. So. so Sometimes it's not
0: like you want it to change. You just kind of yeah. have to. Yeah. yeah.
1: You know, I mean, I even know a lot of people who went to school, um, like for finance and all these, you know, really prestigious careers. And they're like, nope, a change of mind. Like, they don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah.
0: So, like, uh, maybe, like, how do you think growing up has influenced your interest like in beauty. Was that always something that you were interested in?
1: Um, you know, I really enjoyed playing with makeup mm-hmm. um, in high school, like uh, my best friend from high school and I used to kind of like hang out after school and go to like the drugstore and buy like new products that came out mm-hmm. and do our makeup and take pictures on like disposable cameras. Cause that's all we had. <laughs> and um, you know, it kind of was just like a really fun and then it branched, it kind of came back around again. Um, I want to say like 2014, 15, 16, around there. Um, When I started actually with the same friend, we started playing around with makeup again and getting more creative. And then it really kind of took off when I moved to the city and things got really stressful for me. And I was just pulling out like these crazy creative looks like I don't I just you know that would put on some music and just start painting
0: yeah it's relaxing like it It really is is. it's like self-care in a way like you're like you're doing something for yourself like on yourself it's like don't bother me I'm I'm doing my stuff yeah
1: and your brain is just so focused on like that one thing at the time Mm -hmm. you kind of forget everything else which is really nice it's like crafts or coloring I guess it's really any yeah kind of art form
0: so I know for like a lot of the jobs in the industry there's like a set of instructions you have to follow to like get started like for mm-hmm. certain careers like oh you have to go to college you have to do this that's yeah. not really a
1: thing for like makeup artists how did you no. get started oh like- my gosh okay so I kind of looked at what I needed to learn and what I wasn't comfortable with like mm-hmm. for me when I first started doing makeup on myself I learned a lot of things about how the products work and kind of things like that, like the creative end of it Mm -hmm. and how certain products, you know, sit and, you know, they melt, they bleed, they do different things, they're opaque, but on camera they look see-through, like Mm -hmm. just technical things. But there was a lot of technical things that I didn't know. Um, Proper hygiene for doing makeup on somebody else was my first thing. I was like, Mm -hmm. I want to go into this safely and not get anybody sick or spread germs or anything like that and just look professional. And then the second thing was uh, working on different skin tones. I'd only done my own makeup for, you know, my whole life. And I was like, well, I need to be able to do makeup on everybody. So that was the, some of the things that I taught myself and just researched and learned. And then I knew that... I feel like it's a lot of trial and error also. Um, for me, like, I was trying to start working and everyone was like, well, you only have work on yourself. Right. We you yeah. need to know that you can do makeup mm-hmm. on other people. So I was like, okay, what do I need for that? I need a portfolio. So you just kind of... Sp- I feel like it's as, as you go, there's no like guidebook on what to do. There's a general aspect of it. Like you need a portfolio. Okay. How do I do that? (laughs) You know? So, um, it's, it's tricky and I like figuring these things out. Like I really like the challenge. Um, I love a good challenge. I get bored if I do the same thing over and over again. So for me, it was a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, it was just, I mean, figuring it out, it's kind of a vague answer, but, and then also finding peers, um, and talking to them, like, ones who are open to sharing with you. YouTube, there's a ton of things on YouTube, so.
0: Yeah, like, um, since high school, I've been trying to get into, like, beauty, and, like, I didn't know where to start specifically, and, like, I... Usually, all I did was just look at online videos. Like, I think I think you follow the same person, Angie D. So, like, yes. I know she's really good for, like, hygiene and stuff. Like, she's a lot of great. the things I had no idea about exactly. until I saw her videos. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. I didn't know I was supposed to do that. So, yeah. yeah, I think that's a really good resource. And it's free. Like, everyone could just look it up. There's exactly. a lot of good people out there. Yeah. yeah, I think
1: a lot of people think that YouTube is in the beauty realm anyway. It's just makeup, like, tutorials. beauty gurus yeah. and tutorials and there are actually a lot of wonderful working artists on there that you can get a lot of information from. Like, I always tell people, I'm like, please don't go to makeup school. It's so much money. Yeah, it is. It's like, I feel like it's kind of a scam to be honest with you, like get heat from that. But I, I'm like, you can find out a lot of things, assist artists, that's a huge thing. Assist other makeup artists learn, you know, on this, on, on the job. Yeah. It's kind of like a um, apprenticeship.
0: Yeah, I actually took a, during quarantine, I took like a small course. It was mm-hmm. like, it wasn't expensive, it was like $300 yeah. because it was like online. But I did feel it was kind of like, oh my gosh, I already know this.
1: Yeah, there you know are what certain, I mean? Th- certain things, like um, I actually, the the makeup artist Angie that mm-hmm. you were just talking about, um, I took something over quarantine that was, mm-hmm. I think, I want to say like $150, mm-hmm. um, but it was a certification t- for um, disease and um, infection prevention. Mm-hmm. So, you know, with what's going on in coronavirus. it's really important, yeah. It is, and I think it's, it's important to know the difference between, like, cleaning, sanitizing, disinfecting, and, and those things, and what needs to be, you know, what, for the mm-hmm. most part. Um, so that was something that I took, because I feel like any professional makeup artist should practice hygiene, yeah. no matter what. But there were some extra steps that, as a professional, I wanted to take, and, you know, you're always going to invest in your career. Mm-hmm. But I do think that some, you know... I mean, those full-course makeup schools are very expensive. They are.
0: They are. They're very, very expensive. They are. I think the ones here in New York are more expensive than what I pay for tuition at FIT. So it's kind of like, yeah. I remember I looked at one and I was like,
1: oh, no. Yeah.
0: (laughs) No, yeah. That's why from that, I was like, I'm not going to take that route. I was already like uh, an intern for like a luxury Mm -hmm. fashion company. And I just spoke to, like, the, ma- the makeup artist mm-hmm. that she would use all the time. And I was like, what do you do? Like, how did yeah. you start? And she would tell me. But it was like, yeah. Like, if you want to go, like, down the path
1: of going to beauty school, it's okay. But yeah, if you don't have the money, don't think that's the yeah. only way to do it. I think just for yeah. makeup, it's you can find it elsewhere. Like, you know, yeah. other things that you need licensing, of yeah, course. Yeah, like cosmetology. Then, yes, yeah, you kind of have to. And, but, I mean, even a lot of working makeup artists offer courses on how to do things yeah. for you know fractions of money and you're supporting like another artist which yeah. is great so i know like my friend emily she has courses on her website and she does virtual
0: yeah i think so, those yeah. individual courses are a lot better than like just like the full-on like uh um, like 100 hour training that yeah. they usually
1: do i like those better so. yeah same you can pick and choose like yeah like want. i
0: know this but i don't know about hygiene or i don't know about right. like portfolio building so i'm right. going to take these individually exactly um, so I see you've grown pretty fast. You've, oh, thank you've you. been like a makeup artist for like three years. Yes. So it's really impressive. <laughs> I know that the H hub named you one of, uh, one of New York City's top editorial makeup artists yes. for 2019 that and was... that was two years after starting your makeup yes. career. So that's
1: kind of like insane. It was like one of those moments. I feel like as all of us, we have the, the ebbs and flows of like, I'm terrible. Yeah. I'm like, Wait, I'm not that bad. And then, oh my God, what am I doing? I'm never going to be able to do this. And it was kind of a day, I remember I was in a studio, I got to the studio early, I was shooting with some friends and I was having a, one of those really low days. <laughs> and I remember I got the email notification, oh no, I'm sorry, they messaged me on Instagram mm-hmm. with the link and just like a smiley face. And I was like, what is this? And I opened it and it was like, the top 22 editorial makeup artists in New York City by the H-Hub and I looked and I'm scrolling and I was just like, I saw my name and I was like, just started sobbing. Yes. you like, oh my God. <laughs> Like crying in this giant studio by myself, I was like, "Okay, I can do this." So it was really it,
0: funny. It was probably a really good
1: pick-me-up for like that it whole was, yeah. month,
0: like year. Yeah, I guess, yeah.
1: It's like you put a lot into your work, and I feel like it's sometimes like everyone's like, "You don't need validation." And I'm like, "Sometimes you sometimes just, you, do, you do." Yeah, <laughs> you really do. Like, <laughs> so like besides your talent, like
0: obviously like besides your talent, like oh, what do you, you think has helped you like the most? Like,
1: yeah, I mean, I always. I always rag on retail jobs, and but I think that having customer service experience is really helpful um, because you get a lot of like how to deal with different personalities and different people, like in you know these tricky situations and how to work professional crazy. emails. Yeah. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> Retail's crazy. Retail, yeah. food service, any service industry, I feel yeah. like. But you know, for me, it was a big thing on, on how to talk to people, mm-hmm. and that was my job in retail. It was client relationships a lot of it, and it was you know, just all of that. I mean, so I think that was really helpful for me, especially on like composing emails and all those things. Um, And then again, just talking to people, like not being scared, just jump and be like, hi, I'm Lindsay, I do makeup. Like, yeah, you know, so that's a big way of how um, word of mouth is a big way of how you get a lot of work too.
0: I think um for entry level jobs, retail jobs are actually really good for yes. people because you do learn a lot. I had a retail job like about a year ago, mm-hmm. and I didn't realize how inefficient I was at talking to people that I didn't yeah. know until I said, I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I don't know how to <laughs> convey this to them. So it, I feel yeah. like it does really help you sort of get started and know how to talk to people. Yes,
1: because yeah. you know, a lot of people too understand things in different ways. Like, yeah. I'm very visual, like, people can tell me something 20 times and I'm like I don't get it yeah <laughs> if I see it like drawn out or written out I can you're like, like oh okay, okay yeah that's better so you kind of learn different ways to communicate with people you learn just different ways to talk to people you you know it's it's a it's a good life experience I think yeah. and I feel like here in New York City we have at least in the industry we have people
0: from like really all over the world yeah. so it's kind of like it does help you sort of understand certain things yeah. better like certain sayings or certain mannerisms like that we might think are yes. weird or not like we don't understand them mm-hmm. it's very yes. common for them so it's like oh what are they saying yes. but you
1: kind of pick up on it and yes. you remember it later also on. like i'm very sarcastic and a lot of people a don't. lot of people don't get that no yeah. they don't so i have to like reel it back sometimes because yeah. everyone looks at me and i'm like oh I was i'm sorry i didn't mean it like that <laughs> <laughs> like you know i know they it, it's it's tricky yeah <laughs>
0: So like, and also in 2019, Mm -hmm. you were a feature makeup artist on the Allure's, you know, what's funny? I didn't know how to say Allure until like very recently. It took me like a couple like days to figure out how (laughs) to say it. But you figured it out. I did on
1: Allure's YouTube series, Triple Take. What was that like? That was really cool, but really scary for me. Um, I'm not great with public speaking, like standing in front of a bunch of people and talking no not for me it, you know and they asked me to do it and I was like okay I need to do this like mm-hmm. I need to do it I watched one of the episodes and I realized how focused on like me it was and I was like oh dear so I remember like waking up in the morning and being like I'm gonna cancel no I'm gonna do this and I was like no Lindsay you have to do it you have to do it you're gonna be so mad at yourself mm-hmm. if you don't so I got there and it was this huge studio like beautiful but you know I was feeling good about it until I stood there and I was in like this big what are they called where it's just like um like a continual wall it's like an infinity wall I don't know what there is a name for. oh them, I know what you mean yeah. yeah and I'm standing there and there's like four cameras and an entire crew on me and I just like lost like, all feeling of like, my I legs messed <laughs> <up>. oh no <laughs> I know yeah. I was like I immediately regret this decision and it was they were a really great team though they were um really, really patient and the director was like, okay, so what you're gonna do is you're gonna introduce yourself, say a little bit about your style, and that's it. Okay, so he's like, just take as many takes as you need. First take, hi, I'm like, nothing came out. And I just looked at him and laughed I was like, yeah, we're gonna have to do this a few times. And he's like, it's no problem. Um, But then the rest of it actually kind of went smoothly. Um, I was a little bit more reserved than I am now Mm -hmm. on camera because I'm a little bit more used to it. So I kind of felt like I came off really quiet and really like, I don't know, uh, not the so outgoing, but I think everyone was like, oh, you look professional. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> but it was really fun. The artists that I worked with were really great, super talented, way further along in their careers than I was. So they were actually giving me some tips backstage and they were really wonderful, yeah. So how did they reach out to you to like Instagram? Instagram, yeah. yeah. Um, they found some of my creative work through a hashtag and that's how they emailed me um it was really late at night too and i thought it was like fake so i was just like i'll deal with this like this is a phishing scam yeah exactly yeah and then i looked at the email in the morning and i was like at Condé Nets, oh wow this is real are, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so um yeah and then we just kind of had a little phone interview beforehand and yeah the rest is history <laughs> mm-hmm. Like how
0: has COVID-19 changed the way you work? Like how does, has yeah. it changed the setup and like the sets or is it yeah. just masks? mask? Was it just that the only thing? So,
1: I mean, a lot of times actually you'd wear a mask if you weren't feeling well or, right. you know, you had a cough or something just to be courteous to your client. Yeah, you're anyway. all up in their face. like. Or if yeah. your client wasn't feeling well because you don't want them coughing. Because mm-hmm. you're really close to somebody. Yeah. I mean, somebody uh, made like a really good point that the only people who touch like your face are like really close relatives or like partners and things like that like that's mm-hmm. not something you touch on mm-hmm. a stranger like it's very weird yeah. so um that was kind of like some of the things but I mean I was always really careful about hygiene anyway so the only thing that I really um kind of um again going back to is like learning the disinfecting and sterilizing and, and the differences between them and what I had to do mm-hmm. to get rid of you know if any you know coronavirus had gotten to anything on my kit yeah and also um, just a few extra like precautionary things, like keeping everything in containers while I'm working and trying just to condense my kit too as much as I can so I didn't have a lot of things out. Um, so just stuff like that. But I don't think, for me personally, it's changed a ton. Um, it's just a few extra little additive. It takes a, f- a little extra time, that's all. And then yeah. um, on set too, it's, it's kind of nice, like everyone's really conscious and so sets have been smaller. Um, you know photographer like max like usually I think the most I've had on a set is six people in like a very big studio okay yeah so everyone's been really great and actually something else that I've changed kind of now is when I do decide to work with somebody I ask will you know COVID precautions be in place right Um, so like what steps are you taking to ensure all of our safety right so that's another thing that I've just kind of added into my email communication and that's pretty much it So, like, um, I've seen pictures online of
0: people how they, you know, all their, how do you say, their tools and supplies are, like, closed up, Mm -hmm. like, and everything. I think we should actually keep the masks, like, afterwards, because if you think about it, you know, you're in in someone's face, like, all the time. Like, you're like this. Yes. So, I'm like, I feel like. We should normalize wearing masks even after this whole thing finishes I, in I certain agree. scenarios. I don't mind it
1: because if you really think about it, like in other countries, when people aren't feeling well, yeah. they wear masks. In like in Asian trends, countries, they've always worn masks. Yeah, which yeah. is just respectful of yeah. other people. And I, I'm like, well, this is, I don't mind this.
0: Yeah, a lot of precautions. I'm like, why weren't we doing this before? Like right. the six feet like in line
1: before people were like <laughs> in your neck. Like <laughs> yes. and he's like,
0: ma'am, please, please move, can, please move away. Give me back, like two yeah, feet? just <laughs> give me a little space exactly yeah. um so I follow you on your social media mm-hmm. on Instagram specifically and I see you're very active and aware about a lot of the, like the shady things that go on in the industry yes like through your story I found out about the Instagram page uh shit model management yes. and the, like the whole blacklist thing they have going yes. on right now yes um yeah I just think it's uh I just like wanted to talk to you about that yes. like just overall like what not your opinions but like yeah yeah i mean
1: it's unfortunate because i know a lot of amazing and respectful male photographers right you know i never wanted to group them in the same category but there are a lot of predator photographers out there yeah it's unfortunate and they take advantage of new models um a lot um i've i've had people like myself, who like I said, sometimes I'll like jump in front of the camera mm-hmm. and you think these persons your friend and they're not. Um so it's it's really unfortunate and I'm really happy that people are being called out now. Um, because it just it's awful and it's you know, it's a lasting effect on somebody and somebody for the rest of their life it may not be the same. And it's right. not fair to take that from somebody. Um so I'm really happy that they're calling them out. There's another um, uh, Instagram account too that I follow um, it's called um oh my god oh accountability project yes NYC. I follow them yes. too yeah. and they call out brands who don't pay freelancers yes. on time and different things like that they actually call out artists who are not practicing proper yeah I've seen you them know, yeah like not wearing masks time. on set and and things like that and I you know I appreciate these things because you look at some artists just for example some makeup artists who are a little bit way farther along in their career mm-hmm. and they're getting booked for all these jobs and they're not practicing proper sanitation and, yeah. and hygiene and all of those things and i'm like what in the world like, yeah it's, it's like just, i thought you were a professional yeah, yeah. exactly um so, yes, definitely.
0: Yeah, like, speaking of which, I'm um, not going to name the beauty school, but I saw that mm-hmm. they offered uh, hygiene, like COVID-19 oh, hygiene. Yeah, I saw that. Like, certification, but no one was wearing a mask at the no. certification. So it was kind of like, why would you offer this I, if
1: you're not even going to, like, follow through yourself? And, like, why post a picture on social media? <laughs> yeah, like, are you just asking to get, like, it's just, it, it's astounding to me. Um, And it's not a difficult thing to do. It's just just put a mask on. Yeah, exactly. That's literally it. That's all you need.
0: I think something that I feel that people need to be warned about, because I've seen it a lot, Mm Um, a lot of people come to New York City, like, looking to get modeling jobs, and I seen yes. a lot of really shady, like, listings and stuff like that, Yes, or just not just models, like, makeup artists, too, mm-hmm. like, they get, like, trapped into these opportunities where mm-hmm. it's, like, they don't get paid, like, they get robbed of their, like, yes. their payment and stuff, and I think people need to be really careful with uh, yes. how the listings look and, like, the people...
1: Uh-huh, In yeah overall,
0: because I feel have you like not yourself, but maybe you have or like anyone that you know has that happened to them that maybe they never got paid or something oh like, yeah. yeah,
1: I mean I've been lucky, I only had to track down and file a report actually with the city. Um, can you know, the oh. freelance isn't free Act yes, um I filed a report with them and got paid finally by a brand okay um but I've been lucky um. I also like something that I started doing was requiring like a deposit. Um, that was one of the things that I learned working. That you know mm-hmm. sometimes also two people cancel last minute, and it's like yeah. well I saved this entire day like yeah. now I'm out with this money. So um, that's one thing. But there, I think mainly like the scams are a big issue. Um, yeah. And I still get the emails to this day. Um, I always recommend like some red flags for any gig. Um, People that you've never met before offering to fly you anywhere. Yes, that's yeah. a huge one. Always check the sender email. Um, when you see something from a really big name like a magazine or a photographer or anything, they're most likely gonna be like not at gmail.com. It's gonna, gonna be like, s- at the company at the company's, name. company's yeah. name, or it's gonna be like their agent or their manager mm-hmm. reaching out to you if they want to work with you. Um, another thing is like prepay, like paying you beforehand. Mm-hmm. Like it's usually like a nice paycheck, so people get excited um that's another thing like they end up i don't know what happens but your checking account gets just completely destroyed um
0: i don't know about that one yeah Yeah. i've
1: had i know somebody who that happened to it's like they'll pay you two thousand dollars they send a check and like you go to deposit the check and something happens and all of a sudden you're like negative i don't know it's yeah it's crazy um things like that um again like always to research who emails you (laughs) It's a really big one. Like, yes. the internet's huge. And if it's somebody who does work a lot, like, you're going to find their work, you know? Um, mm-hmm. You're going to be able to find their contact. If the emails don't match up, you got to be careful.
0: Yeah. Or you could just also go on their social media directly right. and, be and like, ask, like, hey, I was contacted by yep. this person. Is I've this done you that. guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah if, I feel like... Um, they they find sneaky ways of, like, mm-hmm. tricking people. Like, I, a lot of the girls that I go to school, well, not just the girls, a lot of people I go to school with, mm-hmm. they get modeling jobs. Yeah. And uh, they, sometimes people stand b- around FIT to, like, ask you to be, like, event promoter or, like, model uh, for something. And I'm yeah. like... I don't know, just like scary to me, which is, is like, I don't, this doesn't seem safe. I no. don't, and there's a lot of people who are like from out of town and maybe they're really excited to get started. Yeah. They think these
1: things are real and yeah. they make
0: them seem very real. Well and it's kind of like, no, that's dangerous. Please
1: don't. Yeah. Don't I, go. Yeah. I, like I said, I think that starting a portfolio is tricky, especially if you're just starting. Yeah.
0: Some people won't want you to like work on them at all because they know not that you're even just not. starting. Just,
1: you have to be like, like cautious about Who you or when someone reaches out to you? Yeah, um, I don't want this to like come up the wrong way, but a lot of times if like bigger names are reaching out to people who have no portfolio yet, it's kind of a red flag, like things like Mm -hmm. that. It's just always do your research um, and just make sure that like this person is who they say they are. Yeah, and like honestly, if it's a test shoot, if the photographer does not let you bring like a bodyguard. Don't go. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, but if uh, if it's just a test shoot and it's not like a brand shoot where, like, you're confirmed and booked at a studio and can do all this research, great. If it's a test shoot... And they're like, no, you can't bring anybody. Just don't go. <laughs> yeah. Also, with test
0: shoots, be careful, like, to make sure they don't use your picture mm-hmm. for something like that. Yeah. They can like profit off of because I know they've oh, done that. Like, yes. this is just a test shoot, and then you see your picture like being published somewhere, and you're like, oh my god, I didn't get paid for this. Oh like, no, yeah. no, no, that's not. Yeah, like I've heard about people who that's happened. Really? To them. Yeah, and then Gosh. they're like, it was just a test shoot, so I, you know they got paid way less. than if it was going to be something that was supposed to be published, and then they see it be published, <sighs> and they're like. Oh my God! That's,
1: yeah. yeah, no, you should not. No one, sh- the whole team should be making money off of it, or yeah. like you get paid out directly. Yeah, you exactly. know, you get paid for the the job beforehand. Yeah, you know, or the day of before they use it. That's not. It's not right.
0: Have you seen like a change in um in like how much people like how much makeup artists get paid after COVID? Has it gotten worse?
1: Um, I know it was already bad to begin with. I've seen. Both sides of it. Um, I've seen, you know, I've been fortunate enough to work with some brands and I'm like, this is my rate. Mm -hmm. And they're like, great, perfect. Or there, I've worked with brands who are like, we're going to pay this for an entire day. And I'm like, absolutely not. Mm -hmm. Even brands that I've worked with before, they would pay me more. And then after this, they're paying to offer me less. And I'm like, what? Like, Mm -hmm. that's, that's insane. Um, So I think that, you know, there's always going to be somebody who's going to try and take advantage of a situation. And whether it be you're new to the industry and they want to pay you nothing because they want think that it's a great opportunity for you or they know right now like there's not a lot of jobs so they can you get somebody take, to yeah. do it for less but i always tell people stand your ground because there's always someone who will pay you right and you know something that i learned was getting up getting ready prepping my kit traveling and getting there and doing all this work for no pay and then going home makes you feel way worse than saying no to a job right like it's hard it's you know <clears throat> you think that it's you know gonna help you and it's great to have the money but when it comes down to it you have to like weigh in your time your travel time just everything and you you know you're worth more than that So Yeah, and I think people forget that
0: it costs money for you to travel there. Yeah. And then your product also costs money
1: too and you need to have money just for your supply. So Yeah. I mean think about like if you let's say if anyone who out there who does not do makeup, think about buying your skincare every month for four times over for four different skin types. Like that's a lot of money. Yeah. Like I have to buy a new mascara like every two to three weeks in like every colour. So it adds up a lot Yeah, like the foundation
0: (laughs) color especially too like i know that Mm -hmm. you like to keep a wide range because i think it's foolish to not have
1: it's not professional it's not (laughs)
0: professional yeah it's it's really not especially now it's like come on guys but um yeah that's expensive like it really Uh is it's really expensive i started trying to build my kit and i was like Mm -hmm. i was not prepared for how much money i was about
1: to spend well we can talk offline about that because i have a lot of tips for you okay yeah
0: um also like if you feel comfortable telling talking to us about this when you first started out what was your rate just so that people who are starting out they know how much they're supposed to
1: be getting more i mean it's kind of everyone's different um Mm. i'm not gonna say exactly what my rate was because one to be honest i think i was undercutting myself um Mm -hmm. and two um i didn't know how to calculate it properly and i was kind of going off of other people i was working with so i feel like people um like yes of course somebody who's been in the business for a much longer time generally speaking will charge more money because they have a lot of time investment um you know a lot of knowledge like there are still things that i'm learning about makeup every day and you know they start to pay more for who it is rather than their talent unfortunately so you have that but um i think factoring in like when you were i was actually watching a video of angie today and i needed like a little pick me up Mm -hmm. about it because and it's been a little bit tougher to get jobs that you're at, eight, but she was saying she's like all those times you're answering emails back and forth with the client about questions like that's time um you know all these things that you get paid for at quote unquote like a normal corporate job mm-hmm. like you should get in your right. in your creative industry like you're paying to get there your time to get there you're paying for the supplies you're paying for all these things your knowledge um your product so find something that feels right to you and just don't ever like have to, don't ever feel like you have to justify it. Another thing is talk to your peers, um, in your area. I think it's a big thing. Sometimes again, um, that has to do with, a lot, has to do with where you live and right. what the going rates are mm-hmm. and yeah, just, you know, try and figure it out based on that. Um, but just don't ever undercut yourself and don't ever feel bad about being like, this is how much, Um, I'm worth so yeah
0: um what is something you wish you knew before becoming a makeup artist
1: oh goodness (laughs) um how hard it actually is um and how not glamorous it is I Mm -hmm. guess you could say like people make a lot of like the fashion industry super glamorous in the movies and photo shoots and things like that it's not (laughs) it is so much fun don't get me wrong I love being on set and I love how like sometimes it's fast paced and, but also in a sense, like everyone's kind of like in sneakers, hair up, like it's, it's yeah. not all pretty, black, all black. Yeah. you know, we're sweaty, we're hungry. And we're all like, okay, I have to go to the bathroom. Really like we oh, will be right back. Like yeah. you forget to do these things. Um, and it's, it is a lot of work. And I would say like 10% of my work is actually doing makeup. And the other 90% is social media outreach, networking, um, banking or accounting myself Mm -hmm. and things like that expenses all these things and you're essentially running your own business so it's a lot of operational things um especially when it comes to like tax time like you have to it's a completely different way of doing things so um it is a lot of work but If you are a very driven, hardworking, creative person who likes to be challenged, then definitely. I mean, I would, I love it. It's hard. It's the hardest I've ever worked in my life, but I wouldn't change it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and it's also, there's a lot of different, like, how do you say branches i would say of like yeah. being a makeup artist like Absolutely. Um, you know you could be like the everyday makeup artist for like how mm-hmm. would you call that like for parties and stuff yeah, I like mean, people going out an event yeah. event, makeup event makeup artists, makeup artists. Um, um, we have
1: bridal bridal makeup yeah. you have special effects makeup yeah. you have um editorial which mm-hmm. kind of covers a bunch of different things um you know you, there's a lot of body painting it's a whole thing in itself, which is wild. Yeah. I watched and I'm just like, how? Oh, like Skin Wars? Yeah. yeah. It's so cool. Um, special effects, too. I'm just like, mm-hmm. that is... That's incredible. It's incredible. I have a friend, Michelle, who does special effects work, and the first time I met her was on set for a movie, mm-hmm. and she made, like, these crazy masks, and I'm just like, you like, what? You just... Out of nothing.
0: Yeah, exactly. You
1: made a person a dog. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, like,
0: when they have to use, like, the prosthetics. Mm-hmm. Because they have to make, like, yeah, faces Yeah, like, she made people. her own yeah. prosthetics. It yeah. was
1: wild. So cool.
0: I feel like, for that one, I feel like maybe going to school for that might be a little yes. bit of help. Yeah, for, I think for special effects, it's something that you should, like look into. Yeah.
1: And you have to think those artists too, like they, a lot of times when they go to school, they can do, they can do beauty makeup and special effects. Mm-hmm. Like I can only do like beauty, like I can't prosthetics, yeah. nope, no way, <laughs> couldn't even try it. So yeah. you have somebody like that who has a lot more under their belt and you know, that's why it's like special effects makeup, it mm-hmm. costs what it costs, so things like that. Yeah. yeah
0: what are five tips for people who want to
1: start as makeup artists mm-hmm. that you have for them like you could yeah. you could take your time to think yeah. About these. yeah okay so five tips um one i guess like i said learn learn your like work on different people learn your skin tones learn undertones learn all these things different skin types oily dry and how makeup reacts and things like that like get all your technical knowledge you need to know how to do these things Um, I also think that something that I wish I had done was work in retail in makeup because you get to work on a lot of different faces really quick. Um, Like for me, I had to kind of find my own. Um, I was just so done with retail at that point. I didn't do it, but I kind of wish I had. Um, For a portfolio, I think it's a really big thing now. Um, If you have the means, like save up and pay a photographer, like a beauty photographer, to work with you on a portfolio. Or if you can find a beauty photographer that'll collaborate with you, that's great too. But I think that having like a really strong portfolio does help with getting like jobs and things like that. Um, you know, something that I learned I I knew nothing. Like when I tell you I knew nothing, it was pretty sad. But like knowing that there's different types of photography and it was like I was working with great photographers, but it was like I'm not getting like what I'm I not want what I wanted yeah yet. So it was like oh, wait, they're specifically beauty photographers. That's who I want to work with. Okay, so it's like, you know, working towards that. Um, Another thing I'm trying to think, uh, oh my gosh. Um, When you first start out doing makeup, try not to follow a lot of makeup artists. Um, That's a big one. I think it influences your style. I think it's Mm -hmm. very important to nail down like your style of makeup. Um, when you kind of get influenced by a lot of other people, you start to like second guess yourself. Um, there's always gonna be somebody who likes your work and you wanna kind of you wanna do what you love to do and what comes naturally to you. So like for me, my makeup is like super, super, super natural mm-hmm. or like crazy graphic, but there's always like a focal point right, um, so that's kind of the lane that I've been sticking in. and I always say, like you can't please everybody, you can't do it all. Pick a lane and stick to that, and just kind of builds like your, I guess, your fan base based off of what you love to do. So and there'll always be somebody who also loves it. So, right. that's another one. Um, how many Is that three? Two? I think it was four, actually. So four? Oh, yeah. gosh, I lost count. <laughs> um, and I'm trying to think what the fifth would be. Um, don't ever doubt yourself. I really, I feel like that's the thing that a lot of people who are in the arts do. They, um, It's like the thing, imposter syndrome. They think that they're, like, not good enough or they're not, like, real at their job. And it's just, don't ever think that. I know it's hard to just, but, you know... Just do what you love to do. That's really what it comes down to. And you're doing great. You're doing great.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much, Lindsay. It was really fun having you. I I feel like I learned a lot from what you've told me today. And I'm ready to put it towards my own work. So thank you. Yes, thank you for having me. Thank you.